Hey, Ben, what's been going on? Ben? Yeah, how have you been? How have you been? <laughs> Who's Ben? How's Ben doing? I, I, I thought you were addressing me as Ben. <laughs> how you doing, Ben? <laughs> hey, Ben. Let's catch up. Man, it's, it's been a while. So I'm like, is, are you talking to Ben? It's like, been a little while, a ben, ben. There. Welcome to the Savage Land starring Ben. <laughs> just Ben. <laughs> yeah, just one name, Ben. The Savage <laughs> Land with Ben. With two N's. Two N's, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, come on. He's not a fucking yeah. chump. <laughs> ben takes himself seriously. That's right. Double the N's, double the power. Yeah. You know? I, I was watching a Santa Clarita Diet and... In the credits, as a producer or something, there's a Chad with two Ds. What? Yeah. It's a Chad? I didn't even know that was possible. Like, I literally, I didn't know it was legal to be able to name somebody Chad with two Ds. Well, I guess it is. Or he just added it. Maybe Maybe that's what it was. Like, his name, you know, like the Producers Guild or something like that, had somebody else with his name, so he decided to add the extra D to, like... You know, be able to make the guild without adding an extra initial or some other shit like that. I guess that's possible. Or he's just a douchebag. Chad douchebag. (laughs) The the extra D's for douchebag. Yeah, the extra D's for douchebag. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's what's actually funny, and this is is kind of an unknown thing about our podcast that that I don't even think we knew. Um, There is actually an extra D in Savage Land. Uh, it's not included on the logo or anything or like in the typeset, uh, but there is actually like a silent hidden D in the podcast. Um, and the first person actually, the first person who is able to find out what that extra D stands for, uh, will have one free ticket to the Savage Land. Welcome back to this historic episode of the Savage Land. We are setting records and and getting our name inked in the Guinness Book of World Records. I am Jason. I'm Rachel. Rachel, this is the first time that we have ever, in the history of humanity, recorded an episode of the Savage Land with just you and I. I know, it's kind of (laughs) awkward. I don't know why, but it's kind of awkward. It is a little bit. I mean, you're you're recording A, without like a real mic, and B, in a location that you do not typically record from, so I'm sure it's very jarring for you. Yeah, I'm just in my living room, in like a cocoon of blankets, (laughs) talking to myself. (laughs) Now you know how I feel every week, except usually I'm naked when I record. Oh, no, I'm like bundled up. Yeah, really no. cold. It, hel- it helps me perform, I think. We- if we ever do a live podcast, I'm going to have to figure out some sort of sock situation. Because uh, it's, I just, I can't record otherwise. It's weird. I guess that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> do you think if we, if we did, we, we've had opportunities to do live shows before and we haven't done it, but do you think if we did decide to do a live show, like at a, at a con or something like that, uh, that, we would get in trouble if I were to do the show with just a sock cover in the business and nothing else. Probably if we did it in Utah. Mm, that's true. We'd, if, have to, we'd have to leave the home if, state. Yeah. If we weren't in Utah, I don't think that would be an issue. Hit us up, Las Vegas <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll do. I will. If, if Las Vegas Comic Con reaches out to us, which actually, I mean, we 
could have done a live show there like last year but uh if they reach out to us asking us to do a panel if they listen to this and they 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 let us know that it's okay for me to do an entire recording with a sock covering my genitalia uh <laughs> then we will be there and i will be yeah. there uh in a sock as well well yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> part of the deal it's part of the deal it's like they we will only <laughs> they send us email we will only have you if you wear a sock any, any more Sold. than that and it is it is out <laughs> we're done with this business um rachel uh this episode uh is brought to you and me and all the listeners uh by a little company we like to call comic bento we like wow. to call it that they don't they don't like it when we call them that but it doesn't matter we we call them that anyway yep uh but we'll 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 hold off on on letting anybody know what's going on with comic bento um they they've you know they've they've kind of heard the deal they know what's coming, but we're gonna like we're gonna tease that because they got a really really interesting uh, uh, box this month, and we'll uh, we'll let them know somewhere around the halfway mark of the show. We call that a mid roll ad, if you will, because <laughs> it's midway through the roll of tape on this podcast. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Did you know that this podcast is actually taped on regular tape on Scotch tape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like a cassette tape. No, it's just Scotch tape. But it, but we do roll it up into a custom cassette and then mail it yeah. out to each one of our subscribers every week. Yes, it's very time consuming. <laughs> it really That's is. Why honestly. Matt's not here? Yeah, it's a laborious <laughs> process. Matt Matt is uh, rolling tape as we speak and putting it in cassettes so that we can uh, get this episode out by Tuesday. Yep. Also, man, we have been really inconsistent on our release dates this last month and a half. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, apologies. Yeah, I guess apologies. Sorry, listeners. But you know what? We're we're humans. We're more human than human. Yep. Some would say. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, Rachel. Uh, let's let's get into let's get into the shit. We got we got all sorts of ketchup to unbottle. Um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I think you're it to go first on ketchup this week. All right. Well, I'll start it off on a sort of. I guess it's a good ketchup <laughs> i guess that i don't know um <laughs> let's let's just let's let's throw the fishing line out there and see what bites so um i had pre-ordered charles soul's debut novel ah the oracle year yes and i i was hoping that we'd get this out earlier but <laughs> we didn't we didn't but if you had pre-ordered his book and you like send him a screenshot proving that you pre-ordered it. Uh-huh. He he emailed you a postcard uh-huh. with a prediction about your future. Oh boy. So I received my postcard with a handwritten message. Uh-huh. And and autograph here from Charles Soul. And next year this is his prediction okay. for me. It says on January 4th, 2019. A new path will be revealed to you, hmm. and and that's my future. <laughs> that's your future. A new path. Yeah. Damn. That's that's a lot to think about over the course of the next ten nine months. Yeah. Like what what path, Charles? Charles, What's going on? tell us. We'll have to we'll have to get Charles on the show to have him explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, this prediction. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be all we ask him about. We're not going to ask him about his comics. Not going to ask him about his book. We just want to know what the fuck is going on with Rachel's new path. Yeah, yeah. I just 
And I had actually like Facebook messaged him. I'm like, my whole life is riding on this prediction. So, <laughs> so now I just don't know what to do with it. Don't know what to do. <laughs> Shit. I I'm now I'm curious because like I, I feel like all of a sudden like come January was it January fourth? Yeah. Come January fourth, twenty nineteen. I feel like Rachel's just gonna be like, you know what? I found my new path, and it is anywhere except this fucking podcast. <laughs> Like, damn it! In search of new co-host, please be uh, uh, very into serial killers and awkward <laughs> and awkward. <laughs> Have blankets. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Charles, uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a fun gent. Yeah, the, I thought that was pretty cool. I have started the book. I'm about 100 pages in. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Really? Yeah. Um, For those that don't know, it is about a fella named Will Dando. Dando. Who who wakes up from a dream one morning with 108 predictions about the future. Interesting. And as the story goes on, like, he does get more predictions that come to him over time. Mm -hmm. And then he starts selling his predictions Mm. for like millions of dollars. Oh, and then I guess it just kind of goes downhill from there, but it's not bad. It's just, I don't know really what's happening right now. Gotcha. How, how many pages is it total? I have no idea. I'm about a hundred in. It's probably around three to four hundred pages. So you're not quite at the halfway point yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Maybe maybe like around halfway. It's like you know, there's there's like a new twist and revelation, and suddenly he's he's there's a there's a bastard child, a bastard dando dando child that's uh, he predicts the past. Yeah. yeah. And then they collide, and then eventually they team up. Mm. And and take down the big corporations that predicts the present. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Predicting that's, the present that that's a <laughs> lame superpower. That's a really, it's really lame. Super, it's like it's like that 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 would be a really good superpower. Like someone who can look into the future, but like ten seconds from now. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could be kind of cool. <laughs> it could be but a little useful. Kind of lame. Yeah, like if you're driving, you'd never get in a car accident, you know? That's true. Because you can, you can see right when you're about to, and you're like, aha, I'll get in the other lane. Or you'd never walk down the street and have a piano fall on you. That's true, and that is a big problem. I've, I've seen uh, statistics on piano falling related accidents. <laughs> of, it's been like skyrocketing the last couple of years. It's yeah, really it really has. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to all of our <laughs> listeners who have been afflicted by piano falling <laughs> related incidents. Um, well, that's 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 really cool. I'm glad uh, glad Charles Soul was able to tell you uh, tell you about your future, and I hope that uh, that that new path is a good one. Maybe you're gonna like move to Nebraska and become a stockbroker. We had technical difficulties, and we're just gonna act like it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen, Rachel. <laughs> 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 um, so. <laughs> Uh, apart from Oracle Year and Charles Soul predicting your future, and now uh, everyone, including myself, Matt, and every listener of this show, having to fear for what's going to happen on January 4th, 2019. Everyone mark your calendars, by the way. Uh, yeah. What else is going on in the work- world of, of Rachel? Um, I read another novel oh. that that I am sort of going to rant about. Please, I want to hear a rant. 
Good old Rachel rant. Rachel's rants brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi, when there's no Coke, have Pepsi. Um, this is the book called The Ritual. This is strictly about the book, not about the movie, because I haven't seen the movie. Oh. Um, do you even know anything about The Ritual? I literally know zero things about The Ritual. I like. Okay. I have no idea uh, what it's about. I don't know who wrote it. I didn't know there was a movie. Nothing. Yeah, there's there's a Netflix movie, and apparently they are sort of different. But I'm still mad at this book, so <laughs> okay. I haven't watched the movie yet. And Matt actually recommended this book to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> and I don't know if he ever finished it, and maybe that's why he recommended it to me. Mm. But um. It was written by Adam Neville. Longbottom. And (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Anyways, um, and he's an English author, and this is his first book, I believe, published Mm. in America. Mm. So it's about these four hikers. They're hiking out in Sweden. Mm Mm-hmm. And they come across, like, an ancient forest. Mm-hmm. And there's this monster out in the forest that's, like, it's, like, goat head, hooves, like, demonic ancient monster. Okay. And it it actually is pretty suspenseful and creepy and gory and... I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. But up, but <laughs> and and if you still want to read this book, I recommend reading it up until the point the guy passes out in the forest, and then just stop. Okay. But now I'm going to spoil it. So at that point where he passes out in the forest and wakes up, like up until this point, it's just you know they're trying to survive and they're getting picked off one by one, and it's crazy and awesome mm-hmm. so he wakes up in this house with this group of teenagers that are in a death metal band okay oh norwegian death metal band ah okay important distinction yes mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, the guy's name is Loki, and he's just like, we're going to summon the demon to come kill you as our ritual sacrifice. And it's just fucking dumb. <laughs> and so, wait, is that, like, the conclusion of the book? No, he... So there's this old lady... <laughs> oh. <laughs> It also lives in the house that I guess is the daughter of the monster that's out there. Like they crossbred it with humans. Interesting. And she, but she's so not in she, the death metal band. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants these teenagers out of her house. Like oh, of get off my lawn type yeah. situation. You don't want those meddling kids and their stupid dog in your house. And so, like, they silently make a deal, the old woman and the guy, Mm -hmm. that he's going to get rid of the teenagers for her. Oh. So, so he kills them. Mm -hmm. But, but then she still calls the monster to come kill him. Interesting. And then it ends with him trying to get out of the forest and the monster chasing him. (laughs) That way... So, but like, 
there's no like conclusion it just ends with him trying to get out of the forest well like he gets out he's uh. in a tr- in a truck and hits the monster with the truck and he does exit the forest and then it ends like huh. you don't know what happens to him after that oh it's like an inception he's like ooh you don't you don't what what happened we don't know ooh yeah ooh, ooh. who knows what a twist but that whole norwegian death metal it was it like was it so just jumped the dumb. shark it's just so out of place and unnecessary. Like, if it was just him and the old woman, mm-hmm. that would have been terrifying. <laughs> but once the death metal punks come in, it's just like, okay, come on, this is... Yeah, then it wasn't scary anymore. It was uh. just ridiculous that this is even here. <laughs> yeah. Why are they out here in this ancient forest? Like... <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is a good question. What are these death metal punks doing in this ancient forest? Well, and and my other issue with it is they are like old gods worship Odin and all that. Mm. But he takes it to the crazy point of like white supremacy. Ah. And I don't like that. Yeah, it makes sense. And, white supremacy is a thing that I think uh, most of us tend to not enjoy. Yeah, like he, they take it to this weird horrible level and it's just completely unnecessary (laughs) so yeah up until the point where he passes out in the forest it was amazing yeah (laughs) interesting (laughs) so everyone everyone know if you're gonna read the ritual once once motherfucker passes out in the forest get out get out of there yeah just just stop and then do the same thing that basically the ending does anyways and just come to your own conclusion about what happened to him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make your own little twist yes because it's gonna be a whole lot better than norwegian death metal loki yeah. saying he's gonna kill you just and just, just dumb. rewrite the end like like literally just like once you get to that point start you know a word document rewrite the end and then just print those pages out and paste them on top of the existing pages yeah boom just cut all of them out and you're good <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> well that's a fun time rich i guess (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you had quite a romp with this book it was a time (laughs) it was a time (laughs) ringing endorsement just put that on the cover (laughs) it was a time oh speaking of um as i was looking up the little synopsis on the oracle year Mm mm-hmm there is a review from Chip Zdarsky oh. on Amazon. Nice. And it's so awkward. I didn't know if I should read it or not. I Please. thought it was funny. Do it. Please. Chip Zdarsky leaves a review of Charles Soule's book. I love it. So the subject is a fun page turner until there are no more pages left to turn. Sad face. <laughs> The Oracle Year is about a man who has predictions about the future that all come true. My prediction is that this book is great. That is not really a prediction, as I have read the book, and it is great. But I wrote that because it tied in nicely to the plot of the book. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's fantastic. I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so did he leave that as an Amazon review? Like... 
Yeah, it's on Amazon, and it says Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> oh, yep, I'm seeing it now. That is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> oh, Chippy. Always, always making his little jabs. Yep. That's good shit. Well, is there uh, is that is that all the things in your uh, in your Heinz bottle this week, or you got you got a little more coming out? I think that's it. I've really just been reading a lot of novels, not really comic books lately. Been reading real so. books like an adult. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fancy and sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, fancy and sophisticated, I read um, an original graphic novel this week. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a it's a graphic novel. This was never released in uh, periodical form in in floppies, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> floppies. <laughs> yeah, people call them floppies. I don't. I've never understood that. Like like I understand it. I just don't know why you would. Yeah, but it sounds dumb. Yeah. Um. But no, I read uh, Roughneck by Jeff Lemire, which was uh a like three hundred page I think graphic novel uh, released through Gallery Thirteen. Which is Simon and Schuster's comic book uh, imprint that I that didn't exist before this graphic novel, but uh, now it does. Now it exists. So good on you, Gallery Thirteen. Yeah! Yay! <laughs> Yay! More comics. <laughs> um, Roughneck tells the story of uh, Derek, who is a retired NHL player, uh, who was a bit of a a bit of a thug on the court, if you will. He was a bruiser. He was a battler. He was a beater. He was a bop. Bu- Barbarin. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's written and illustrated by Jeff Lemire. I should point out. Um, he had been working on this this uh, book for like six years or something like that. I think because um, it was originally planned on being released like in early 2016, and then it got delayed because Simon and Schuster was making this new imprint and all that shit, and they were yeah whatever um yeah uh anyway but it's it's kind of telling just the story about this dude sort of coming to terms with his life like he's got a lot of alcoholism problems and uh his sister kind of turns up and she's got her sort of deal and they've got to confront the ghosts of of their past and and accept uh where they're at moving forward and all that all that jeff lemire stuff you know what i mean yeah i was just gonna say it sounds very Jeff Lemire. <laughs> yeah, if, if you've been enjoying Royal City, uh, or if you enjoyed Essex County, which I'll talk about in just a bit, um, then or this underwater is... Or Underwater Welder. Or Underwater Welder, which I have not read, but is the next one on my Jeff Lemire list. It, uh, it deals with father and son relationships. So. Ooh. My favorite <laughs> type of relationships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quick, quick random side question. Do you think anything weird would happen if i were to put a double uh, a battery into a pencil sharpener what do you mean by weird like i mean like what's what's the worst thing that could happen if i did that i don't know like that can't really break it open can it i would assume not but who knows it would probably just like shave off the sides of it mm. and then it would probably get stuck in like your skin and cause an infection and then i'd die yeah yeah, so I probably won't do that. Um, anyway, <laughs> now that now that that's taken care of, um, Roughneck is 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 pretty great. I in terms of like how fan you know how how uh, uh, meaningful or impactful the story was. I 
I don't think it's quite up there with um, Royal City or uh, or Essex County, but I think it was really, really good. And this was uh, his fir- the first time that Jeff Lemire had really like done uh, like colored his own work um, and done the watercolors and stuff like that. And so he no. used a really minimal palette, which was really cool. Um, and it, you could see him kind of experimenting, like he would do. The f- there was like some sort of like flashbacks and things like that throughout the book, and so the flashbacks were in full color, whereas the present was kind of monochromatic, which was um, I don't know, like an interesting reversal. Usually, it's the opposite in comics, where flashbacks are always desaturated and the present is uh, is more saturated. But I don't know, it was it was kind of an interesting thing, and it definitely had um, like that that the the past being more colorful definitely had a a, a resonant meaning with the story. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Overall, it was. I think it was really, really solid, and and certainly worth the read. Um, not quite as as uh, pardon the pun, but not quite as hard hitting as you know, cause hockey player he's hard hit anyway. Um, <laughs> not quite as hard hitting as uh, as something like Royal City, um, but still, I think definitely worth the read, uh, and and it's one that I'm glad to have on my shelf now. Yeah, it's one that I've wanted to read for a long time, but since it is such a large story the the price is kind of steep on it yeah so so i haven't had the means to get that just yet yeah i actually i bought mine uh used i've I've been doing a lot of used comics on uh on amazon lately or through like used bookstores um yeah i've been really enjoying that shit anyone who lives in la amoeba amoeba music uh, or amoeba records i don't know what their store is technically called but they have used comics that are fucking primo cool yeah um and then on amazon the other thing i like about buying used comics on amazon is that uh you're you're still supporting a bookstore you know what i mean yeah you're still buying from a comic store or a bookstore yeah which is which is nice um and i mean as far as just just for your information rach for your for your uh your your info um, it is actually available. Uh, you can get a used one like new for like ten bucks on uh, on Amazon for Roughneck. Sweet, yeah. So just I'll just have to do that. Just say so you know. Um, I I have I have gone that route before for my um, Dead Man and the Flying Graysons. I could only find that. Oh yeah, used. <laughs> it's a good route. That's a that's a pro tip for people. If you ever if you ever want to find yeah. something at a at a steal of a deal, look in those third party sellers on Amazon. Um, anyway, uh, this week was a, a very heavy Jeff Lemire week for me. Actually, I guess this last two weeks since we haven't recorded in a little while, but, uh, yeah, I also read and well ordered and then read, uh, the complete Essex County, um, which are Jeff Lemire's, uh, three of Jeff Lemire's sort of first like big time, uh, wide release graphic novels. Yeah. Um, Rachel, I believe you've read Essex County, correct? I have, but it's, it's been... A long time. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yes. Yeah, what I first read from him was Underwater Welder and those, and it's probably been about seven or eight years. Oh, wow. Since I read them. <laughs> um, well, the, the Essex County trilogy uh, compiles the, the three books, Tales from the Farm, Ghost Stories, and The, uh, the Country Nurse. Um which were released in 08, 09, and 2011, respectively. Um, this uh, th- this trilogy, I think, is amazing. Um, 
first off for our Canadian listeners, it is apparently a must read uh, for Canadians. It's, it's, it was selected for the uh, Canada Reads Essential Canadian Novels of the Decade. So, you know, the first on, graphic Canada. novel. Yeah, come on, Canada. <laughs> it's the first graphic novel to receive that honor, actually. Wow. Which is, yeah, an interesting little thing. Um, yeah. But uh, Tales from the Farm tells the story of, I forget his fucking name. God damn it. Uh, Lester? I think it's Lester. That sounds Lester. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell the story of Lester. He's a, he's a little boy who, who reads and loves comic books. Um, and, uh, and he, he lives on a farm with his uncle Kenny. Um, and it's like, it's, it's a story about basically a kid dealing with tragedy. Cause you know, Lemire has to write everything that's incredibly depressing. Uh, but also uh-huh. heartwarming. <laughs> um, yeah. And that story, that story kind of plants a bunch of seeds that then dovetail in through the next two stories and everything kind of ties together and, and really creates this rich tapestry uh, of, of this community in Essex County, um, as well as its sort of history. Uh, and a lot of it is just like people dealing with grief, dealing with loss, dealing with, you know, changes in life. Um, and I don't know, like it just, it really... I, I don't know. I, I, I love this damn story. Um, it's very <laughs> sweet and very depressing. It's like 500 something pages total. Um, yeah. but it's honestly a really quick read. And that's something I appreciate about Jeff Lemire's works in general. Um, especially the things that he illustrates himself. He tends to be very, uh, like he, he tends to practice a lot of restraint with, uh, how much words he's putting on the page and let the pictures kind of do as much yeah. of the talking as they should. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Essex County was awesome, and it's it's all black and white, and it's a very sort of early version of of Jeff Lemire's artwork. But um, and I, it is kind of it, it is rough his his artwork in that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it, it it can be at times. I think it's it's one of those things where like once you buy in, you know, you're you're pretty much in, and you you kind of like you can really, uh, you know, see the style for what it is, and 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 appreciated in the things that it's doing um and so i once like once i really got in on royal city i have not had any like reservations or issues with lemire's artwork uh yeah and i know i mean it's it's so fucking polarizing i always see on reddit like there'll be a there'll be a drawing posted of like you know jeff lemire drew spider-man or like doom patrol or someone like that and it's like half the comments will be like oh my god this is so fucking beautiful and then the other half of the comments are like jesus christ this is disgusting And so I think yeah. he just has one of those styles that like you, you're either going to buy into it or you're not. And I thought I was in the, in the not section for many years until like this last year. Yeah. I think if you read enough of his stuff, then the art just fits mm-hmm. and it, it, it doesn't bother you. Yeah. Cause even when I first saw it, it was kind of like, Oh, this, this art's kind of, <laughs> yeah well I, that's the thing is i think even more than not bothering you i feel like it like in, in a lot of ways I've, I've started to look at jeff lemire's art as some of the most beautiful art out there um especially in royal city yeah like i, I think on his website you can buy actual art i believe from, so yeah. yeah from him and i'm like so tempted oh i know <laughs> even though too. they're like three hundred dollars like, but i just love the art in this book so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i love i honestly for anybody who has reservations about jeff lemire's art style read read royal city and i think it'll it'll change your mind um 
God, I love that. And, it, and if it doesn't, then it's just not your thing. And that's cool. But that's cool. But you're wrong. But, but you're wrong. <laughs> the best book ever. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think a week, a week from when this episode is released, uh, volume two of Royal City comes out. So, you know, I think so. And Yay. I, I know Black Hammer, I think it starts up this month. Ooh, I believe so. Black Hammer, what is it? Age of Doom or some shit like that? Yeah, I think it's the end of this month. <sighs> so good. Starts back up. I, I, I got so excited. I got caught up on the main <laughs> series finally. Um, and now I'm, I'm just about to delve into um, uh, Sherlock Frankenstein and uh, Dr. Star. Yeah. So excited. I'm so stoked. Bla- Black Hammer, I, it's probably the best superhero comic out there. Yeah, I, I loved it so much. So I'm, I'm really happy that you read it and loved it because I've just been sitting here for months <laughs> waiting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real fucking good. Pick up pick up Black Hammer if you're looking for things to read. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, let's let's just talk about Jeff Lemire all episode. Um, no, I <laughs> uh, so out, outside of comics written and illustrated by Jeff Lemire, I did watch uh, Ready Player One, and we won't get too in depth on that because you have not seen it yet, right? I have not, and I'm sure Matt has some things to say. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he saw it. I'm pretty sure he's he's probably seen it like five times at this point. Um, probably <laughs> so i i enjoyed ready player one the movie uh the book i also kind of enjoyed but i definitely had a lot of complaints with the book the movie i think was better than the book and i think that the way the movie kind of resolves and culminates uh at least to me had a lot more resonance than the book and um i don't know i, I think the movie was was pretty damn well executed and it was it was what it was. It was just kind of like a fun sort of rompy movie, um, but not like uh, you know. It's it's not like something you know, crazy new, stellar, or revelatory. Um, hmm. So I'd I'd say for me, Ready Player One's like on a like a six, seven, somewhere like six and a half out of ten. That's you know? not too bad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I, not kicking it out of bed. I I don't know if I've ever voiced my concerns with the book. I did enjoy the book, but there's one part in it that made me want to die. Please do go on. And and it's it's when he's like infiltrating and like it's months of him like posing and like trying to break into the system. Mhm. Or that was the most boring thing I've ever <laughs> read. And it took me forever to get through it. And honestly, I skipped quite a bit of it because I just could not, like, I don't care. Yeah. So I, I couldn't read that. Yeah. I, the, that's, I, I think the movie really did a good job of like taking out that kind of shit and compressing it. And oh, good. Cause it, I mean, the, the entire movie takes place over the course of like what seems like maybe a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, whereas in the book, it's like fucking five years or some shit. Yeah, it's a long time. And that part, it maybe it wasn't a long time, but it, it felt oh, yeah. like a really long time. No, I, I, I hear was you reading there. it. It's and, a book that I probably will not ever reread. I might maybe listen to it double speed on an audiobook. I don't think I'd read it ever again. Yeah. Good I choice. mean, I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I hear you. I, I think the movie is more enjoyable than the book for sure. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, 
Um, and then uh, I did also yesterday watched uh, Tomb Raider, or two days ago, some shit like that. I, I think it was yesterday. I don't know. Days are blurry. See, I didn't. I didn't want to see it because the trailer is shot for shot the video game, and I'm like, I already, I already played that, so I don't care. What's but my friend had actually seen it, and he said that yeah, what they show in the trailer is shot for shot, but it's not the same story. What's the story in the video game? Um, her dad, like she's following her dad's evidence to this island of this like wind goddess. Mm. Um, there's, <laughs> there's a little bit of that. I don't know about the wind goddess thing, but she is sort of following her dad's evidence to an island, uh, to begin with. But then once it, like once she gets to the island, I feel like that's where the, the largest amount of divergence happens. Um, Yeah. And there's this whole conspiracy thing and, and a lot of shit like that and this crazy disease stuff. Um, oh. oh, yeah, no, that's not in the game. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little different. I think it's probably different enough to kind of enjoy it. Um, I will say, and I don't, I don't necessarily think this is a reflection of the, of the movie and more a reflection of my general state in life right now, uh, but I, I did fall asleep like through, basically through the biggest action set piece in the film. Um, I fell asleep like right as that started and then sort of woke up as it was concluding. Uh, oh. Yeah. But I think that's really just because I'm tired of shit lately. Uh, and so I, I wasn't fully prepared because I also then fell asleep uh, while watching Age of Ultron yesterday. Um, and I've I've fallen asleep numerous times watching many different. I watched I was falling asleep watching Legion the other day, too. Just falling asleep everywhere. Jeez, that yeah. that's probably just life. A cap falls asleep during everything. <laughs> so if we watch something and he's like, "I want to lay down," that that just means he's going to sleep. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, so. okay, yeah, he's he's done now." <laughs> yeah. Down for the count. It's over. He fell asleep during uh, Batman v Superman in the theater. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Like, He's fell asleep during quite a few movies in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that that absolutely makes sense. But it's probably just a life thing. Yeah, it it probably is. Um, hopefully, did I'll... you enjoy Tomb Raider? You know, I did. I think I think Tomb Raider for me was like probably around like a a, a solid six, five and a half to six uh, on the enjoyment scale from one to ten. Um, it was it was a decent story. I, I will say Alicia Vikander a can do a fucking killer British accent because um, she's Swedish, I believe. Uh, yeah, something like that. Her British accent is on point. Um, there was there was as far as I could tell zero slippage. Like she she sounded like ex- like to a T uh, like a, a friend of mine who's British, um, and so I was I was very impressed. Um, and maybe that's because she lives in England and shit, but who knows? <laughs> um, but she was, and she was very believable as an action hero. And I will say the action scenes in this movie were stellar. Um, I know she did quite a bit of it herself too. Like what she, she could do. She looked like she got fucking jacked for this role too. Like she was, she was fit as fuck. Oh yeah. I've watched mm. some of the like training videos and mm. she, she put in a lot of work. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, she it definitely comes through, and there's there's definitely a lot of really fun sequences in the movie. So I, I think it's worth it. You know, I mean, even if it's just like, uh, you know, getting it on a streaming service or some shit like that. Yeah, I I know I'll see it, but I'm kind of biased maybe because I've played Tomb Raider since it came out. Mm. So my Lara Croft is very different than this new Lara Croft. And <laughs> I just, I don't like it as all these, much. All these newfangled Lara Crofts out there. I just want to sit in a tomb for fucking days and solve <laughs> puzzles. That's all I want. I don't need all this other stuff. <laughs> I, I will say uh, the puzzle solving doesn't come into play until like the third act in this movie. No. There's like a sure. minor amount of puzzle solving uh early but it doesn't it doesn't uh it it, like there's not really anything major until like the third act anyway Uh, all right (laughs) yeah apparently there's a possibility uh that there would there will be a film universe with tomb raider just cause hitman deus ex and thief like a weird video game film universe apparently that's a a possibility on the table that's weird. I played Thief. That wasn't a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> Hitman was all right. Hitman was all right if you like barcodes. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm bad at being stealthy, so. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's an important part of being a Hitman. Yeah, I was pretty bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, anyway, uh, the last couple things on my... Uh, on my little catch-up list here, um, I did read Descender Volume One finally after we uh, discussed issue twenty-two or whatever it was. Um, that was really good, really touching in the Jeff Lemire mold. Um, and Dustin Gwen's art is awesome. Oh, it's so amazing! It's really, really I good. Love Descender so much. <laughs> I can see why people uh really love it. it it took me a little while to get going it's i think it's it's not an uh, a, a series that grabs you right away but once you're no. in like two issues then you're you're pretty much in yeah it's it takes a minute to kind of understand what's happening and yeah. get to know the characters and once you do it's uh, you just get hooked yeah absolutely um and uh, and then I also uh, started reading The Boys by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson of uh, Preacher and Transmetropolitan fame, respectively. Ooh. And the reason I started reading The Boys is because, you know, Seth, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are adapting it to series for Amazon. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's the, the second time they've, uh, they've adapted a Garth Ennis property to TV. Um, and Mr. Cal Urban is, uh, is the lead for that series really oh yeah i love him i love him too i'm i'm a big fan of carl urban um but yeah so like i had been kind of wanting to read the boys for a while i've had volume one sitting on my shelf for like a year now um and so i i finally started reading it i'm like three or four issues in uh it's really good it's basically about like a world where superheroes exist and they're all kind of like you know fly by the seat of their pants on their own you know uh don't don't res- respond to any authority and so the cia assembles a team called the boys to sort of like a keep an eye on superheroes and b kind of deal with them if necessary um huh. yeah so the tv series stars uh stars uh stars <laughs> carl urban 
um, with a bunch of other uh, people, including Chase Crawford, Aaron Moriarty, and a few other people. Um, uh, Aaron Moriarty, actually, she's uh, the uh, sidekick in Jessica Jones. Um, what's her? Or no, she's... Fuck, what does she play in Jessica Jones? She's Hope from Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm excited for this series. Obviously, Rogan and Goldberg are doing a great job on Preacher. Um, and the the comic so far is really good. Derek Robertson's art, for whatever reason, has never been my favorite style. And I think that it's because it's usually colored so 90s, like in Transmet and in The Boys and in Happy. Um, it's just like it, it, it looks very 90s in, in the way that it's sort of usually colored and stuff. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's a problem with his actual line art. I think it's just like the colorists that, that he's been working with. And so that it takes a little bit for me to like kind of get over that. Um, yeah, I had issues when I was reading Transmet. It just, it, it feels so dated. Yeah. And looks so dated that I, I had a really hard time with it. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, that's the biggest problem with comics these days is like coloring, more than anything else, coloring really dates a comic. Um and this is actually, if anyone's picked up the uh, X-Men Grand Design trade paperback, this is super evidenced when you can look at, in the back, Ed Pisker um, recolored the entire first issue of X-Men. Uh, and so he recolored Jack Kirby's art from X-Men number one. And it's crazy how how much difference it makes. Like, you look at the old Kirby collections, and it's all this, like, very saturated Skittles colors, you know, like, whatever. And then you look at someone who actually, like, designs a color palette you know in the way that modern colorists do and and makes everything fit together and it is crazy how beautiful those pages look i think you can even if you look up ed pisker on twitter or facebook you can see he's posted a bunch of those pages on there um cool yeah. i'll look that up it's super that sounds awesome really that sounds really cool totally and I, it's, it's, it's so it's one of those things i i wonder if like Derek Robertson, you know, if, if his sort of current work, if he were to work with someone like Matt Wilson or Jordi Belair or another colorist like that, um, if his work would look way more modern or what, but probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I, I also, re- I recognize that his art is very good. It's like, you know, the, the framing and the emotion and like how, how yeah. he sort of assembles it. It's all good. It's just like, it looks so dated. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Anyway, but the, the, I think The Boys is is worth picking up, especially now that it's going to TV. You can be that hipster that's like, oh, it's you know, it's not as good as the comic. Um, it sounds really good. I didn't even know anything about it, so yeah. I might pick that up. I'm just now like starting to dive into my Garth Ennis thing. I'm I'm going to be reading Preacher uh, after The Boys, and then probably some of his other stuff like Hitman. Um, anyway, uh, well, Rachel, before we get to uh, to our main dish today. Um, wanted to remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by Comic Bento. Uh, Comic Bento is our favorite comic book service, and uh, their their theme for this month is they they do a new theme every month. Their theme for April is artifacts, uh, from the mystical Ooh. to the sentimental, heirlooms to honorary and technological. Comics have no shortage of artifacts for heroes and villains to use in their quests. This can transfer to everyday life in the form of a special car or a lucky shirt, pretty much any artifact that we can assign importance to. This month, Comic Bento shines a special light on artifacts that drive us, call to us, avenge us, and more. But hurry, 
You've only got until April 30th uh, to add these artifacts to your collection. Um, Comic Bento, uh, they are now exclusively one-month plans, so there's no long-term commitment at all. Um, If you use our promo code SAVAGE, if you go to ComicBento.com, use the promo code SAVAGE, you'll get $5 off your box. Uh, That makes the box $20, and that will give you, uh, at the very least, four collector edition comics. Sometimes the boxes have five in them. Um, so that's, you know, 500 pages of comics, at least 500, 600 pages, uh, for the low price of $20. That's a fucking bargain. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how low a price that is. Like I, yeah, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Go to comicbento.com, use the promo code savage and you will get that, that artifacts box for just $20, um, with some of the best comics in the world in there. So pick it up, Rachel. The yeah. movie event of the summer. The big, the one that everybody's been waiting for. People have been lining up down the block at movie theaters. It's, it's, it's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without seeing the posters and the, 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 the previews and, and all that stuff. I, I wish all that was true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I, did I, what I meant to say was the movie that was uh, not technically theatrical, theatrically released. It was just kind of like released in some theaters every once in a while places. But it's also uh, it's you can see it online. <laughs> <laughs> but you should have been able to go to a theater to see it. Yeah, but it it should have had a whole lot more advertising. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what happened with this movie's release. I really like. I I don't. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, the film we are talking about is I Kill Giants, based on the uh, the comic book by uh, Joe Kelly and Ken Nomura, which is, I believe, Rachel, one of your favorite comics of all time. Yes. So, it abs- absolutely is. What, so so to, to give people an idea really quick before we talk about the movie, what, what, is, the, what is the comic about? The comic is about a young girl named Barbara mm-hmm. who's going through a difficult time in life trying to fit in but she doesn't really care that she doesn't fit in she plays Dungeons and Dragons and she's I don't want to say convinced but basically convinced herself that she's the only one that can protect her town and her loved ones from giants that are invading mm. her town mm-hmm a good i think that's a good uh it's a good summation of it yeah. um this movie was uh produced by some of the same production team of uh from harry potter including chris columbus and a couple of other people um the screenplay was by joe kelly who wrote the comic book it's uh it's rare that you see someone able to actually write the screenplay for their own work yeah um and so that this movie i for me at least i thought was fucking awesome it was incredible it's like i <laughs> which it makes me so mad that that more wasn't done to get this movie out there because it's one of the best movies i've ever seen yeah it really like and i, I think part of it is like the the director is sort of unknown in the states uh the director is i believe danish um and hasn't done anything big in the states yet uh you know joe kelly writing the screenplay you know he's not really a a known screenwriter um yeah you know like really the only thing that this this movie had going for it in terms of like publicity is the fact that zoe saldana uh is in it and and also emojin poots um yeah but you know i mean other other than that like it's 
you know, it, it's it's a very sort of under the radar movie, but good god, like what the honestly the biggest thing that impressed me is the special effects. Yeah, for like not being a big movie, it looked amazing. Totally. Like all, it didn't look cheesy at all. No, and I, and I think that was one thing that that I really appreciated about it is that they recognized, you know, that they weren't going to be able to do these giant set pieces like full of CGI stuff, and so they were very selective in how much they used. Um, yeah, and so you know, you, it's like little bursts of of CG, uh, but overall, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's not tons of it used. But when it is used, it's very very high quality. Um, yeah. And I, I liked sort of the mystery in this, you know, uh, trying to figure out throughout the movie, like, what is going on? Is this in her head? Like, is she fucking crazy? Or is there something real here? Why is this all happening? Like, you know, they're at a certain point, it becomes obvious that like she is hiding something. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know, like, it's such a, I don't know, such a fun thing to sort of try and, and piece together. And I, I hadn't read the comic book, actually. Um, and so I, I came in fucking blind. I that's okay though. I think e- either way you go about it, it's still going to hit you the same way, mm. which I'm I'm glad he was still able to hit all these emotional points. Mm-hmm. Cuz in the comic it hits you that same way, but for some reason like seeing it, it just it somehow just made it so much more touching and heartbreaking yeah and and i like ugly cried (laughs) (laughs) at the end but i i'm glad he wrote the screenplay and was still able to hit all the points that he wanted yeah and it's really not that much different than the comic interesting okay Honestly, I think there's some small things changed, but it's really pretty much exact. That's awesome. That's and that's good to hear. I I, I like it when the adaptations are pretty faithful. Um, and I you know so so first off, for people who who haven't watched it and are wanting to see it, it is available on like YouTube, Google Play, I believe Amazon, um, iTunes, iTunes. Yeah, it's like seven bucks or something like that. Um, well worth it, especially. I think this is going to be one of those movies that kind of lives on and has a, a cult following uh yeah definitely you know because it, it really i think if, if this movie had been given a, a sort of big platform and a wide release i think it would have i think it would have killed it um probably yeah i i don't think people probably would have gone to see it even though it deserves all the things i don't know I, th- I think that trailer was fucking solid i feel like if that trailer had been playing in front of a bunch of other movies uh, that people probably would have yeah. seen it, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think all around, like definitely worth the watch. Um, you know, don't go in expecting like some giant action spectacle. I think, you know, if, if you go in sort of expecting kind of a, uh, a mystery movie or, or, you know, just kind of an interesting character piece, I think that's, that's exactly where this sort of fits in. Um, yeah, not an action movie at all. Yeah. But I don't know, and all the all the actors were really good. I I really enjoyed the main two uh, girls. Like it's rare that you can get two actors that young with that solid of performances. I agree. For the most part, movies with children in them, it's just annoying. Yeah. And these kids did a fantastic job, and she was perfect as Barbara. <laughs> she really like, was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know who she is, but she was perfect. She is Madison Wolf. That's right. That's dope. She's uh, she was in Keanu actually the uh, the Key and Peele movie. Oh, I couldn't sit through that movie. Really so dumb. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. <laughs> I hated it so much. Damn. <laughs> I see. I see where we stand here, Rachel. Yeah, I I couldn't sit through it, so then I just like fast forwarded it until I saw Keanu Reeves, <laughs> and then I just like watched that part, and then I fast forwarded it to the end, and then I was done because I couldn't sit through it. <laughs> wow, such a disappointment. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say I'd I'd rate that a, a solid like seven to eight out of ten, probably. I'd definitely say eight out of ten for me. Yeah. It's good shit. I, ho- I hope it lands on Netflix. I think that's if it, you know, if, if it gets after like a month or two, uh, if they sell the rest to Netflix or, or Hulu or someone like that, I think it'll it'll enjoy kind of a, a second life. Um, yeah, definitely. I hope watching. that does happen. Yeah, because anyway, it's so good. It's so it's, good. It's really good, and it's getting great reviews. I mean, you know, I think it's it's been highly favorable uh, the response to it. So give it a little look, see. Support, support, uh, smaller films. Yes. Um, well, Rachel, I think, uh, we've pretty much covered everything that we were going to cover today. The episode today is a little bit shorter, both due to time and due to, uh, only two thirds the hosts that we normally have. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we could keep it going. We kind of need to that other person to (laughs) (laughs) keep conversation going. I know. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's also, I think also like we've, all as evidenced by our super inconsistent uh, release schedule. Um, it's it's uh, like we've all just been so busy that we haven't been watching tons of stuff or reading tons of stuff. Um, yeah. But hopefully we'll we'll be back on a regular schedule soon. Uh, we've had we had one episode with all three of us. Uh, let's see. Since da 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 da. da holy shit um since february 9th we've only had one episode with all three of us <laughs> that is cray cray wow i didn't think it had been that long it has been that long Our, the last time that we were all three uh together recording was march 14th so it's been almost a month since the last time we were all three in a room which oh i guess we weren't even in a room then you two were in a room i was in my room yeah that's true and i'm in the <laughs> middle of a move right now so the next time we record i'll probably be in a different room in a different room by yourself by myself still yeah but it's yeah <laughs> this this fucking move is is complicated anyway that's that's a personal thing we don't have to talk about that <laughs> uh well i mean that's 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 all that uh that we have for today uh make sure you check us out on uh on your social medias we are at savage land podcast on facebook and instagram uh you can find us at savage land pod on twitter uh, and make sure you uh, you leave us those uh, those ratings uh, with a review attached if you'd like on iTunes. Um, we've uh, we keep getting more ratings, but but very few. Of you. You're so shy. Most of you are just so shy. Don't want to don't want to say anything with your yeah, uh, with it, your little it, reviews. It's okay. You can you can tell us if you hate us. You can talk to <laughs> us. You can talk. You can talk. <laughs> 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 Also, if you uh, if you watched I Kill Giants, uh, I'm very curious what you thought about it. So if you want to um, send us an email, you can send us an email to letters at savagelandpodcast.com. 
Um, and just kind of uh, let, let us know what you thought of I Kill Giants. Um, I'm very curious how, how the peeps out there are receiving it. Um, yeah. And uh, you can also, even, even if, you, if you wanted to be even more brave than that, uh, you could call 413-SAVAGE-4 and leave us a voicemail about I Kill Giants. And I think finally, we're finally going to come through on this promise. But I think finally, next week, we'll be talking about Sandman number... <laughs> 13. 13. Lucky number 13. Um, Men of Good Fortune. Men of Good Fortune is what it's called. Uh, so make sure that you uh, you check that shit out. Um, yeah. And if you have thoughts on that issue of the week, and if you leave us a voicemail by uh, Sunday, April 15th, if you leave us a, a voicemail by Sunday, April 15th, um, then we will, uh, we will have it on the show as we discuss Sandman issue number 13. So do that. Or an email. You can send us an email or even a tweet, and we'll talk about it then. Um, Just send us something. Send us anything. Let us know you're out there. I keep seeing those reviews. I see those listens. I see you like, commenting on our Instagrams. Well, our Instagrams. Mostly Rachel's Instagrams. Matt and yeah. I have been horribly, horribly <laughs> negligent of our, our duties. When was the last time Matt posted on Instagram? I don't even know. I think I've done like four or five in a row, and you did one. Yeah, <laughs> I, look, I, yeah, I'm in no position to like really hold uh, hold anything over Matt, but I will say I've at least done one the, in the last yeah. two months. That's <laughs> true. Um, but we, we we do appreciate your comments and your likes and your retweets and and all that stuff. Um, thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about the show. Uh, let me pull up a list right now so I can properly thank you. Let's see here. List is pulling up. There has been a few. Um, and so I want to make sure the people are thanked cause you know, good, good golly, Rachel, you know? Yeah. Thanks for telling other people to listen to us. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> fuck, come on. I'm pulling it up. Technical difficulties. Rachel, talk about something real quick. Um, I've been playing a lot of Joust. Ooh. Have you ever played Joust? I have not played Joust. It's a really old Midway arcade game where you ride an ostrich and Ah. you Joust. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, And with with, uh, now back to to, to the other stuff. Thank you to Jason Burns, Geek Life Crisis. Uh, let's see, Stuffed Up Comic. Um, Arjon Bernales. Arjon, how do you say your name? Tweet tweet at us. Uh, I don't know how to say your name. It's R apostrophe John, and I I'm confused on how to pronounce that. Um, uh, Third Rail Design Lab. Shaken Not Nerd. Earth nineteen nineteen or Earth nine nineteen podcast. Um, Theron Couch. Uh, 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 other people, Anthony Joseph, uh, uh, fucking Dark Knight Minute, and Garrett's Fight, and more than that, and more. Everyone else as well. Urban Jaw Dust. Uh, all those people. <laughs> Thank you to all of them for listening and tweeting and, and all that stuff, and to anybody else who tweets at the show, we will give you a shout out at the end of next week. Probably, maybe not. I don't know. We're going to try to remember. We're only human true well rachel it's been a week i appreciate you joining me uh even despite having a microphone and and despite not having a mat i appreciate you joining for the show and i appreciate all the listeners thank you for listening and uh, we hope you've enjoyed your time in the savage land 
thatmightbecool.com. You never know. <laughs>